We have six of the best dynasty minds in the house for our yearly super flex rookie mock draft. Guys, tonight's going to be a fun one. Let's get right to it, man. District, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex. Send the homie a text. That trash offers the best. You try to make it complex. Then they text you back. Now, all of a sudden, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. And I always be traded. And I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. What is up, Fantasyland? We're back in the district for Dynasty Market Check. We do, we do this at least once a year, but this year will be our first one. And of course, we got to bring in my man, Randy. For those who don't know, might be newer to the show. Randy is actually one of the OG goats back in the day when we were doing podcasts with, uh, you know, before the YouTube days. Randy, it's always nice to have you back in the district, buddy. How's life? And uh, thanks for hanging with us tonight. Oh, man, life is good and it's good to be back. Yeah. Um... For those that didn't see some of the pictures JD sent me, he had a whole list of technology, like parts and wires and stuff. And it reminded me of about five or six years ago when we first started doing this. But uh, really cool to be here and really cool to see the good stuff you guys are doing here in the district. Yeah, I, I had my old mixer that you point you actually directed me to back in the day, and it actually died today. So I, I thought, like, what, what more fitting way uh, to kick off our, our mock Dan? We're, we're glad you joined us, buddy. Everything good? Yeah, everything's great. Sorry, awesome. sorry I was running uh, a minute late, but, uh, you know, dinner with family. Uh, I got I have a daughter that's uh, back in town from uh, Washington, D.C. right now. So got to take advantage while I can. For sure, man. For sure. The hashtag grill dads, right? Uh, absolutely. <laughs> you know, squeeze, squeeze as yeah. much time as you can. And uh, Andrew, quick hello. We'll, we'll come back to you, man. We haven't seen you in a while, buddy. Everything good? Hello, uh, living life. Dan, did you go to Fifties Grill today? I saw the pies. They yes, I did. Awesome. <laughs> oh yes, that's exactly where I was just at. So, uh, I love. Yeah. I love to hear. Saw your pictures. Uh, I went into my local office today. We did uh, pizza pie and pie pie pie. New, this new pie spot around town, delicious. A little apple crisp pie. Ooh, nice. Uh, so, so so how about that? I you, you thought I was going to talk about March Madness in the intro, but uh, no, I focused on the pies. I like I love the foodie takes from Andrew. Andrew breaks out, you know. Andrew's like the, the foodie of the goat district for sure. That makes sense. Like La, La Quinta uh, stays and uh, and food for sure. I, I eat the most. Dan cooks the best. Yeah, that's that's, that's probably right. That's probably that's a good way to put it. Uh, I mean, let, let's go to the man at the bottom in the middle, new to the district. We, we're happy to have him. You've seen him on Player Profiler. Uh, Maddie Kawum. Is that how you say your last name? 
Yeah, Kiwoom. It's like a pen name. Right. And, and I'm such a meathead. I thought my last name was too hard to say. So I, you know, I put in a nickname that was equally as hard to say. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that says a lot about me. It probably does. But, uh, you know, I'm glad to be here in the district. Uh, super, super excited. You know, when Theo reached out, I thought I should extend maybe my list of demands or, or wish list, as Aaron Rodgers called it. But then I thought better. I said, you know what? It's my first time. I'm too excited. Let's not go out on some negative note. I'll just come on and join you guys and have a lot of fun. Well, the, ben, the Venmo from JD comes at the end of the show. I was going to say it's funny. It's, funny it's, say on that, it's, way. it's on his way. I, I was, I was going to come in and say that Theo, actually, his one of his lists, part of his list was was having more underground guys on. So, you know, it's, it's nice to have you, man, for sure. We're happy to have you. Guys, make sure you check out Maddie on Twitter. And he's dropping some serious content over there at Player Profiler. You guys are rocking it on that channel. And check out the Dynasty Warzone, guys. It's that time of year. <laughs> Dynasty is, I know you go and check out like top searches on Google, man. Dynasty all over the place. So they do it real well over there with Randy and the boys. Dynasty Warzone at DWZ Memphis on the Twitter machine. Make sure you follow him. Guys, let's get into, this is going to be a fun one, right? Like I said, everybody's talking, uh, talking. Actually, let's throw Dan in here now that he's in the house. Everybody's talking free agents. We're going to do a little super flex rookie mock draft we're not going to do tight end preems even though we all play it you know we want we want to talk about other plays but maybe we'll, we'll sprinkle some in if we if we can i'm sure you guys ready for this or what let's do it we're born ready all right of course i got that first pick there we go so we got uh myself maddie andrew theo and randy in the fifth spot and then dan ended up in sixth anyways so you guys remember your spots we'll, we'll keep it in the background just in case We've got our nice, fancy, Dan, I don't know if you remember this thing, and I think even Randy was on. Yeah, Randy was on when we used this thing last, is it either last year or a yep. couple years ago for uh, for Rookie Mock. So we're going to do two rounds, 12 team, uh, of course, the PPR kind. So, I mean, man, I see, I was hoping I didn't get the first pick overall <laughs> because it is a tough one this year, I find, and yeah. I keep going back and forth. Um, champagne problem, think, Jenny, champagne problem. There's, you Sorry. cannot go wrong here. Yeah, exactly. I'm actually, I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to go with Stroud for now. For now, CJ Stroud is my, is my first. Let me get the name in. I get the upside with some of the other contestants, not to throw some names on, you know, that are not on the board yet. But I feel like a lot of that is dependent uh, on the situation. I think you can get similar upside out of stride obviously this is all dependent on where all these guys land right but from what i've seen what this guy displayed uh yes at the combine but just the calmness the coolness how easy those throws look how accurate they were at all in all parts of the, the field i really like what i saw from stroud he has been my my number one qb my number one in super flex there's a couple other guys that are really close and, and I keep switching them around in my list, but you know what, let's start this off. Go, go a little off chalk here with CJ Stroud in the one spot. Ooh, good pick there, but you didn't leave it easy. You didn't make it easy for me either, because obviously there's a couple that are staring me right in the face here, but given the super flex format, I got to go with Anthony Richardson the guy who absolutely tore up the combine, not only was he the most athletic quarterback in this quarterback class, he's the most athletic quarterback 
do, do in our entire combine database at playerprofiler.com. So out of 272 quality quarterbacks, Anthony Richardson is, is the most athletic. I think he has the highest upside, obviously the biggest floor. But right now, I'm in the district, and I'm trying to risk it for the biscuit, baby. Love it. Love it. You is, is, that most, is, that most is that most people's number one? Across I've the seen street? a lot of Bijan still. I've no, also yeah. mocked okay. a lot of Bijan. Okay. All right. It's All Bijan, right. I, like I think, it. right now if you, you know, most yeah. people are putting Bijan still at the 101. Nice. We're keeping it spicy. I like it. I agree. Yeah. So so for me, 103, put put Bijan. Uh, but I think that Anthony Richardson's the 102 for, for sure. Um, let me just say, he, he's absolutely electric. You all know how I feel about him. I've just been like in everyone's DMs talking about. His, <laughs> and for Andrew, and for Andrew to not be talking receiver and talking running back says a lot, right? Well, it's yeah. I, th- I think I think he's. I I mean, t- to me, I, he feels clear. One hundred and one. I think that there's you know a, a lot of good quarterback options. And I think that doing this maybe maybe later, I think shuffles perhaps the quarterback board. Um, and so maybe we're just ahead of our time here a little bit. But uh, I think that if if we were doing any draft super flex, I think getting Bijan uh, potentially, you know. A uh, you know, j- j- called the generational running back at the 103. I think people would be. What's what's your wish list landing spot for him? Right. Can I be honest? L- literally He's... anywhere. I, I don't. I, I don't have any. I don't have any worries uh, for for Bijan. Yeah. I like the Detroit potential, JD, where he could sit for a year, and Goff is the bridge. I think that you know he's very young. He's he's not even 21 yet. So I think that he does. Oh, Bijan. Bijan. Don't, dude, don't, I just traded for Swift today. Don't be talking about Bijan and Detroit. <laughs> like, seriously, man. Killing my oh, you got, you got a You got a Jamal Williams problem in Detroit with Swift, much yeah. less Bijan. <laughs> right. Just raining on my parade. parade here. Uh, Randy, Randy, where are you at? You're, are you on Bijan at the, at the 101 for Superflex rookie drafts right now? Yes, technically, but I agree with Anthony Richardson. Um, it's, it's super flex. He, he's a unicorn. Um, mm. I forget which draft Nick was saying it, but this guy could literally play six positions in the NFL given his athletic profile. So I think the worst case scenario is if he doesn't pan out as a quarterback, you still get a Taysom Hill type player. And, you know, he could always be like the next Terrell Pryor. If he can't work out as a QB, he could end up having a couple of good, there, he could be a tight end. There's just so many things you could do with that guy. And, the uh, the bust rate on him as a quarterback could be fifty percent, but the overall return on investment could be something interesting. So he's my one hundred and one. I don't think most teams. I think if you're drafting one hundred and one and you quote unquote earned the one hundred and one, you probably need a quarterback to build around in superflex. And, you, and so, you probably can afford to wait a year, right, Randy? Correct. So if if you got the one hundred and one this year and you get Anthony Richardson and he doesn't play real well or he gets redshirted this year, like a team. Like if I was Houston, I would take Anthony Richardson with the 102 and I would let him sit behind a Jacoby Brissett type guy. And, you know, if that happens and he's on your dynasty team, you could wind up with the 101 or 102 next year. Then you could pair this guy with Drake May or Caleb Williams and you'll have two twin tower studs for the next five to 10 years in your dynasty draft. So it's a very select few GMs in Dynasty who can draft Bijan one hundred and one. Not that he's not worth it, but it's like, what's your overall build going to need? I think that's a great take, and I think your Richardson take and Andrews is correct because, and Maddie as well. Richardson, this was from JJ Zacharyson. Uh, Richardson was faster than three quarters of the wide receivers who ran the forty at the combine. That's just sick. And the guy, if, if we're just projecting fantasy output. 
he's the only quarterback in this class that we could ever see being a, a QB one overall season in the range yep. of outcomes. Um, like Stroud didn't didn't run for any yards at Ohio State, and Bryce Young didn't run for anything, and Will Levis doesn't have that in his, in his range of outcomes. Neither one of those guys. So if you're swinging for the fences, you got to go Richardson. Even if you fail, I think you owe it to yourself to kind of make that that choice if you're going to go one, um, or just take Bijan Robinson and just just sit back. But I'm gonna. I'm going to go anti QB well, here. If you don't mind, just one other point, and I liked I liked where you were going, and and uh, and Randy was going with uh, with the expected value, right? The the bust rate on these quarterbacks, even if we even if we really like the prospect and say that they're can't miss, even can't misses are probably sixty percent, seventy percent. So we, you know, if you if you yeah. did you know kind of this like you know expected value of you know hit rate on quarterback times potential ceiling outcome, I still think that Anthony Richard, uh, Richardson comes out on top, and that's the way I think about it with him. Uh, in this draft class. So, sorry for interrupting. Go ahead, Theo. No, it's no problem. I I don't want to take either Bryce Young or, or Will Levis here at the 104. If this was a non-mock draft, I might I might go Bryce Young just because he's. I think he's going to be a locked-in NFL starter. But I'm in a flag plant here. Um, I love Jameer Gibbs. I like where where that train is headed. I think Jameer Gibbs is is going to be an outstanding fantasy football player. I think he's got 80 catch potential, and I'm just a big fan of him right now. I think he's a little bit underrated. I think it's very close for me with him and and Jackson Smith and Jigba in non super flex drafts. Uh, but for this particular one, I'm going to start flag planting on on Gibbs in the district. Yeah, I, I wish Gibbs was five pounds heavier. Honestly, <laughs> yeah, well, no, I, I, I know it doesn't seem like much, but I mean, you know. Yeah, but Dan, how how much do you think? Uh, I heard this today. How much do you think Eckler weighs? Well, well yeah, but Eckler is kind of an outlier too, uh, you know. And I'm always careful about trying to, you know, compare guys against outliers because you know they're outliers, uh, you know. And, and and sure, Gibbs might be one too, but um, you know, we've seen. You know, to me, like Gibbs has a floor of Naheem Hines. I don't, I, I don't think, I think he's going to do better than that. But I think, you know, if you're looking at his floor, that's kind of what it is. Um, you know, if, if, if his team just doesn't really get him the ball that much, you know, and I'm not talking about Naheem Hines of 20, of 2002. I'm talking about Naheem Hines of, uh, you know, 2019 or whatever it was when he was getting used a good bit. Uh, but he, he still wasn't. You know, Hines has never been a guy who's really, uh, you know, just made a difference for your dynasty team. Uh, I do think Gibbs will be better than that, uh, but I don't, you know, I think Eckler might be a little bit too much to expect, too, unless everything lands perfectly for him. You guys think I'm crazy on that? No, I mean, 199 was not ideal, but he was a 4-3-6 guy, and, like, I like the fact that he was able to be a productive rusher uh, at Alabama as well as Georgia Tech, like his yards per carry actually went up, and this was a guy who transferred and was was productive at both schools. So, I don't know. I tend to I tend to think like we put a little too much weight into the the weight. Like if he was two hundred one, people would be just standing on top of their heads because he got over two hundred pounds. But the fact that he was one ninety nine, I mean, if the guy would have only just you know chugged a little bit more water before the weigh in, maybe <laughs> ate like a big big bowl of rice or something, but. Those uh, those fifty grills pies. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I mean, go on. You know, he could. We, we we could have definitely helped him out with that. Yeah, for he sure. could have. And is it really hard for a, a like? He's a rookie, right? He's going to be in the NFL. Is it really that hard for him to gain five pounds, Dan? Come on. Right, but you know, I 
I think you, you have to keep it kind of equal. I mean, you know, everybody talks about combine weight. You know, I have no idea what Austin Eckler weighs right now. I have no idea what Naheem Hines weighs right now. I don't know what Ezekiel Elliott weighs right now. You know, it's different than their combine weight. That that I'm pretty sure of. But whether it's up, down, or whatever, you know, who knows. Uh, you know, I, I, I guess what I would just say on this pick is, you know, if you've, if you've got a team where you feel pretty solid at uh, quarterback and wide receiver, then yeah, Gibbs is probably your pick. If you feel like you got a big hole, um, I think you can you can draft for that need and not feel like you've given away too much value by by going with a different player there. Is any are any of you guys a little worried that he might be a little too landing spot dependent given his pass catching powers? If he was to go to a team where they do not throw to their running backs a whole lot, does that depress his value too much to go this early in Superflex? Yeah, I mean, if he goes to a team with a scrambling QB, that's or a QB that could could take away you know rush attempts around the goal line, like Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, they, who got Rashad Penny, so they maybe they're they're not going to be drafting a running back as highly, like that would be a bad landing spot. Hmm. Um, I would love to see him be like if if the the Chargers do move on from Austin Eckler. That would be the ideal uh, oh, yeah. replacement. Would be Jameer Gibbs. Damn like, it, that Theo. Be- That's what I would. That was going to be my take. It's like because they're like in the like the the twenties ish, like twenty one, twenty. You know, because everybody's like, well, Bijan's going to fall. I'm telling you, Bijan's going twelve to Houston. Just wait and see. Bijan's going twelve to Houston. You got to have an offense. It's an offensive league. You got to have a reason to go to those games. Besides the barbecue, I guess. And 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 where'd Bijan go to college? Texas. Who's gonna look good in that uniform? Sorry, Damian Pierce truthers. I know it hurts, but you 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 bring in, you know, Anthony Richardson and Bijan Robinson, and the Houston fan base will be energized. They'll be buying jerseys. It'll it'll be a it'll be a big to do. Be very smart for the Texans as a franchise to get that sort of a pop, popular player. Um it would be I mean, I think you nailed it um right there, but yeah, Gibbs. Gibbs really. It would be better for Gibbs to be with a pocket passer who doesn't scramble. It certainly, certainly would be troubling if he if he lands poorly. Um, so this is a risky pick. It's it's risky when you go away from a starting quarterback in general. I think here mm-hmm. for a non Bijan Robinson. But yeah, you're right, Matty. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's not that I hate the pick. It's just I think that they're, you know, it it kind of depends on what your the condition of your dynasty team is as to whether that's a pick you want to push there or not you know and you know if you've if you've got a squad that can handle it uh you know the upside is is huge mm-hmm. i think it also shows how fun this class is like yeah. we're not, i don't think we're gonna see too many chalk you know one two three four the same four guys in every draft i think i mean maybe after the nfl draft that that solidifies a bit more but i think what's fun about this draft is You've got like the two QBs. Initially, we had the four QBs. Then we had the three Q. You know, like it changes, right? It keeps changing. The tiers are changing, but it's mixing in a lot more flavor into these, you know, these mock drafts, which will probably carry over into these dynasty drafts. Who's got the five spot? Oh, I have the five spot. I was just enjoying the Gibbs chat. <laughs> so, so for this one right here, I am. Uh, I, I may not sprint to the podium, but I will definitely hand in my card on Will Levis. You can keep C.J. Stroud. You can keep uh, the mini-me, Bryce Young, great last name. But, uh, you know, you, I, I don't like weak things. I don't like small things. I understand Will Levis could be everything from Justin Herbert to Mitch Trubisky and everything in between, and I'm cool with that. I mean, he's actually the guy that I hope lands 
in in uh, in Indy. I see Cody in the chat. Cody Carpentier from from Player Profiler. He and I had this conversation last week. I mean, everything that that we said about Justin Herbert three years ago, where I can say about Will Levis. He's an incredibly intelligent kid, 4.0 student in finance at the University of Kentucky. He's got 24 career starts in the SEC, just like Justin Herbert had 20-plus starts in the Pac-12. He's big, he's athletic, and he, if he falls to Shane Steichen in the Indianapolis Colts, this is going to be a spot where I've seen Shane Steichen work with Justin Herbert. I've seen Shane Steichen build an offense for uh, Jalen Hurts, and I think he could build an offense in Indy with Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, and don't sleep on Jelani Woods and tight end premium. Will Levis will be an absolute steal at the 105 in rookie Superflex drafts. And and for those who don't know, Randy's actually in Indy. So, Randy, like, is that the chatter? They're just sitting back at four, Will Levis. Like, I, t- I think I told you this like a month ago. It felt like this was the move from the beginning. I, th- I think part of Jim Ursay and Chris Ballard hiring Shane Steichen is that, hey, write out your offense for Bryce Young. Now write out an offense for C.J. Stroud. Now write one out for Will Levis. And then eventually it was probably write one out for Anthony Richardson. What would you do with these guys? How would you maximize them? The Colts are basically piecing this thing out anyway. They brought back defensive coordinator and former head coach in his own right, Gus Bradley, to keep an eye on the defense. You know, they're letting Shane Steichen be the head coach, but he's also running the offense. He's going to be putting together the offense. So I, I love what the, what they're doing here. Um, they've made a couple of smaller moves so far. But, yeah, they'll just take whoever drops to them, and they'll build their offense around them. Because they've all got flaws, right? Anthony yeah. Richardson, super athletic, super raw. Will Levis, kind of not great, but, like, super talented. And then you have mini me, Bryce Young, and then I hate to say it, but CJ Stroud's like Ohio State Jared Goff. He's nice. He'll go 101 like Goff, but I think that's your ceiling with CJ Stroud. If I'm taking a super flex QB, I'm taking a big ceiling. I'm taking Josh Allen upside, not Jared Goff upside. Will Levis to Indy is perfect. His oh, play his best comparable player on player profiler is Jay Cutler. Attitude aside, that's a great tool belt to have in a quarterback. And who did Jay Cutler excel with as his receiver? Brandon Marshall. Brandon Marshall was 6'4", 230 pounds, ran a 4.52. Michael Pittman, 6'4", 223, ran a 4.52. It seems like a perfect fit. Uh, two, two reactions. One, no, three reactions. One, I don't like Gus Bradley at all. Terrible head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> Two, love the cross-racial comparisons of quarterbacks. How absolutely delightful. So thank you for that. Glad we got that. And then in terms of Indy getting the fourth quarterback, uh, just throwing it out there, I, I think that they, they should be mildly concerned that somebody's going to slip, uh, skip ahead of them. Uh, and they they're truly are going to get the fourth of the four quarterbacks. So um, that, that's just like a potential. I think, you know, I don't think it's more than 50-50 coin flip, but, um, you know, something that they, you know, need to be mindful of if they really do like Will Levis, but otherwise agreed. Uh, well, I, I remember in 2019, or maybe it was 18, when the uh, Bills traded up for Josh Allen. That was a home run. And the uh, the Cardinals traded up to get Josh Rosen. Not so much. The right. Jets traded up to get Sam Darnold. Not so much. The Ravens traded back up and got Lamar Jackson. Home run. So sometimes you can get the third or fourth guy off the board and you can still hit a home run. Yep. yep. 
And, and I remember Josh Allen being in like third round. I'm pretty sure he was in third round of like super flex rookie drafts. If I'm not missed, like he was just falling. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, gonna be honest. I, I think I he was take... second in, in super flex second uh, round, but it was like mid to late second, which is no, way, way no, for a quarterback. Especially when drafted it, you know, high in the first round in the NFL draft. That's just, that's insane. Dan, you ended up with the sixth spot. We were going to give it to you anyways. So there you go. Yeah, there, there we are. So, you, you know, you guys have, have left me with an interesting choice because I basically one of my choices is a big giant bowl of vanilla ice cream and the other one is a much smaller bowl, but of Rocky Road, um, you know, and it, it, it's tough because I think the smart move is to, you know, to take that big giant bowl of vanilla ice cream and just go ahead and draft... Um, Bryce Young. Nice. Yeah. Yep. And, and, and it's funny that I call him a big giant bowl of anything because he's not a big giant anything. But, mm. um, you know, but but I feel I feel like that there's a pretty clear number 107 that's going to be coming up here. Um, I'll, I'll be surprised if I don't know who it is, uh, but I'm not going to mention the name yet. But but Bryce Young, I mean, basically, when you're talking super flex and you have a chance to get a quarterback who's probably going to go in the top four picks of the NFL draft, I, you just can't pass that up. Um, you know, even if we think his ceiling is a little bit more Kirk Cousins than, uh, you know, Josh Allen or anything like that, uh, you know, if he has a long career, he's still going to be valuable. He might not be your QB1 in Superflex, but if you can nail down that QB2 position for, you know, 10, 15 plus years, then why not? Dan, I, I, I thought that like vanilla, I wasn't sure the ice cream analogies on that one. Those were confusing <laughs> analogies. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to unpack that with my therapist later, Dan. I, yeah. I, I didn't know where I was thinking and you were thinking. And I wrote that down uh, for uh, first first agenda topic tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. yeah Andrew's so. not going to be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> well, it's a, it's a good thing you're unpacking with the therapist because it's hand-packed vanilla we're working with here. I may have to call a therapist tonight. Online therapy, Andrew. You can find it in the middle of the night. I'm sure. <laughs> Sending Dan my bill. Yeah. Better help. Go check out Better Help. Better Help. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. That's the one. Randy, I, I talked to you about uh, turning off the heaters before we go live, and of course, I, I left one running. So if anyone was buzzing in the ear, I, I do apologize for that. It's a little, a little cold up up here in the north uh, these days, with uh, just surrounded by snow. Are we doing snake? Like, am I in the no, second no, no, now or going back you, 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 get, you, get, you get the layup, the easiest 107. Of All right. Yes. All right. Give me Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, Ohio State. There it is. 99th percentile agility score, 1,600-plus receiving yards and 21, 95 reception, 9 TDs. I mean, he's the wide receiver one. He's he's kind of – is he the last one in this tier now? If, if we're if – we're, think- I think uh, one of yeah, I got a big tier yeah. break after this. Right? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Well, with the 108, uh, if you've uh, checked out any of the mocks we've done over on the Player Profiler channel, Cody's yelled at me a number of times for being too vanilla. <laughs> so I am going to swing for the fences again, and I'm going to take Quentin Johnston, wide receiver at the 108. 6'3", 208, still in the conversation to be the first wide receiver off the board. And with a number of landing spots that would have uh, me very, very excited to see him go, I- I'm going to take him here at the 108 and hope for a great landing spot. He's he's like, he's worth 200 pounds, this guy, right? Like he's a, he's a, is he like the only X, X kind of receiver in this? 
in this class? The early ones for sure. And the, you're talking the, the the day one, day two guys. I yeah. think so. Yeah. yeah, but he came in smaller than advertised. He was advertised yep. at six four. Came in like six two. Shameless plug for the Dynasty War Zone. So on Monday night, the the 13th, I had Matt Hicks from DLF on the podcast with me, and we were talking Quentin Johnston. And it's uh, yeah, Matt, Matt's a, a fellow goat as well. And I don't know something about Quentin Johnson. I don't like big guys that play small. How does Max Duggan throw 32 touchdowns in this guy? You gets don't like six? little things. You don't like brittle things. Now you don't like big, big things. He's not big, though. He's, big he's, though. I don't yeah. like big that plays small. He plays small. How do you have barely 1,000 yards and barely, you know, six touchdowns? I guess you can only have six. And you play in the Pac-12. I mean, excuse me, the Big 12 where defense is optional. Come yeah, on, yeah. man. Step yeah, your game he, up. Didn't run the 40. I mean, I've, I've watched a good, a good amount of Big 12 football, being the Baylor fan. Um and Quentin Johnson wasn't always the best wide receiver in his own team in some of those games. You know, it, 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 he got just taken out at times. Psych, guys, I wasn't going Quentin Johnson here. I'm just kidding. And and I think it's interesting. We you have the you have the big pro day, uh, Randy. Oh, at, Montgomery. We have breaking news by Cody Carpentier. I have to say it my way, man. David Montgomery to Detroit. That goes my Swift. There goes my. It has to happen like the day that I trade for that, Swift. That that is what we call a swift kick to the balls. Yes, <laughs> that is that is a, that's a tough tough. Hey man, you, you take Swift. you take chances, right? You take risks in Dynasty, and sometimes they pay off, sometimes they don't. I'm, I'm gonna I'll tell you what. I would I would still rather have Swift than Montgomery. Yeah. Uh, in, in in Dynasty this year might might not work out for me, but. Um, I, th- I think eventually Swift is going to get someplace where he gets used. L.A. Chargers. I think next. I think next two Ooh, days are going to be good. Swift, Swift flying opportunities still. Uh, yep. His his value. I mean, m- maybe it was slightly mistimed today, JD. But I think ultimately, um, good good buying time now that this news is out. Um, yeah. For for, hey, for other trades, other leagues. What 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 do you guys think are the chances that Swift gets traded now? Oh, that would that would be nice. I don't believe Dan Campbell was there when he was drafted. I think right. this is the right. danger you get when you have a dynasty running back on a coach on a team with a new head coach that was not, you know, tied to them. I think Jonathan Taylor's probably safe in Indy with Shane Steichen, but is Damian Pierce safe with D'Amico Ryan in Houston? Or is it Jamal? We've got nineteen twelve and Cody talking about maybe Jamal's on the move. Yeah. yeah, I mean, well, I, don't, yeah, I don't know I mean, why you'd have a, a, he's a free agent, Jamal. but imagine Detroit signs Jamal and, uh, you know, and trades off Swift, gets that extra draft capital. I'll be interested to see what, how much the money they gave Montgomery to, uh, just because that's it's a super interesting signing. I, I always get a little nervous when these coaches add a player from this from intra division. Uh, they have, you know, slightly more familiarity with them. They see him twice a year. So this is obviously uh, not good news for, for Swift uh, to add to add Montgomery. I mean, it, I think it would have been much better for Swift just to have Jamal Williams back since last year. You know, he had that outsized uh, touchdown uh, season, which was like a perfect storm for him. So this is not good. We're, we're acting live in the in the GOAT district. Jamie, Ca- ca- counterpoint, what if, uh, what, what if this is better? What if uh, David Montgomery is the worst version of Jamal Williams? <laughs> but David Montgomery's a more David Montgomery is a more. So there's the money. Man. There's the money, guys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, three yeah, year, yeah. eighteen million. Yeah, eleven. There you million go. Guarantee. That's 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 good money for a running back right now, yep. especially with this class. That's very good money. I think uh, they David, might be they might be moving Swift. I think that might be the move. 
I mean, it makes sense. He'll be in a con. He's in a contract year. So if right. there was ever a time to move him, why? If you were going to give someone three years, eighteen million, why wouldn't you give it to Swift if you believe in him? Because you could have just extended him. There's something afoot with DeAndre Swift. I agree, JD. Uh, yeah, totally. And, and the thing is, I mean, you know, they can let him walk after next year, and then they can get their compensatory pick. But that's not going to happen until the twenty-five draft. If they trade him this offseason they can get a, a 23 or 24 pick instead mm -hmm. and probably just as good or better than what they could get as a compensatory pick. DeAndre Swift to the Chicago Bears. Oh, oh yes. yes, there we go. Kill, kill my Khalil, Khalil, the real deal here, Bridgers. <laughs> wow. That's what happens when you have too many teams, guys. Every every move hurts, you know? <laughs> just just getting back to Quentin Johnson, though, he they have the pro day at TCU. I believe it's on the 23rd. That's just like a huge pro day for us all to, to, to keep eyes on. Because we're going to see what Quentin Johnson runs the 40 in. He sat out at the combine. Um, you know, Randy brought up the fact that he wasn't as big as we thought. He was only 205. Randy, 205, that's what he was in? It was just a shade over 200. I don't remember the yeah. exact number. Yeah. But I, I was expecting 6'4", 220. Yeah. That's and you, and you get 6'2", 205. It's like, that's a problem. Big that's problem. a 10% smaller human than advertised. Yeah, so you know you you also have Kendra Miller, who we want to get eyes on at that pro day, but I'm interested to see what he runs runs the forty in. Like, we better see a, a blazing forty. Uh, the vertical leap was was impressive, um, you know, and he's certainly uh, a, he's certainly a larger receiver than the others in this class. But I think that like it could go both ways. There's receivers behind him that I think are much safer picks. Um, but yeah, I mean, if Maddie hits it. You know, he could he could get very high draft capital and he's projects as a guy who could put up big fantasy numbers, but I think there's a lot of a lot of question marks. And Randy and Dan, TCU has given us 0 for two in the last two first round wide receivers they produced. This could be a big right. fat 0 for three. If if Quentin Johnson Johnston uh fails and busts, then we can't ever look at a TCU receiver again in the <laughs> time with, with Rager and yeah. Josh Doxon. Yeah, and in general, the, the track record of the big 12 wide receivers has been a little shaky over the past six, seven years. So, um, you know, there's I, I think there's a little something to that. It's a little, a little bit about how the league plays. Makes the receivers look a little better than they are. Who's in the nine? So, oh, let, yeah. actually, let me, let me just okay. do a quick uh, read-through for those that are listening. Uh, if you're not watching, guys, we're on Spotify. We're on YouTube. Find us, the GOAT District. C.J. Stroud goes off in the first pick. Nobody's favorite pick except mine. Anthony Richardson in the two spot. Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Will Levis, Bryce Young, the fourth quarterback off the board. We're here to shock the world here in the district. Jackson Smith and Jigba, and then Quentin Johnson, uh, the second receiver off the board in the eight spot. Who's got the nine? Andrew. There it is. Your, hand, your um, hands up. Your hands up as I teach my daughter. You may. Oh, speak. wait, did I? Yes. Yeah, go ahead. Oh no, Theo, please. No, I, I got mixed up on the on the order. We're good. Okay. Are you sure? Do you want do you want to trade? We have the live footage <laughs> of the order. <laughs> you tell I mean if you if you've got someone in mind, I you know, Theo, No, no, no. No, I, I have I, I'm good now. I got I got a couple guys that I like. Okay. All right, fair. No, so um I think that a lot of at least the players in this tier for me agreed. I think Dan's one who said it, huge drop off. Um uh, you know, right before that Quentin Johnston pick. So I've got a number of guys. I think ultimately when it comes down to it, the NFL is going to do enough work for me where I think I'm going to set my order, obviously with the draft capital. Although, you know, obviously a lot of the mocks have 
many of these players uh, in the in the 20s. Um, it's not just because I'm thinking of Pitt because the uh, Pitt Mississippi State games on over to my right, but I also powers do some self scouting. Jameer Gibbs from Georgia Tech to Alabama, and then Jordan Addison, who was the pick at 109 uh, from Pitt to USC. I like when those traditional powers grab some players um, and you know bring bring them into the fold for a little bit. So I do like Jordan Addison. Um, want him to be maybe like a, a slightly bigger Devonta Smith. That'd be ideal. Um, you know, he's, he's not going to be a huge guy, but I, I, I'd love, you know, that, that, that's where I'm looking for him to be. So I'm going Jordan Addison. Um, but ultimately, you know, hedging my bets here saying that I could go a number of wide receivers, just depending on how they, uh, shake out in the NFL draft. Yeah. I like the Addison pick a lot. Um, he's, he's one that I would have considered here. Um, so for me, it's, it's really, there's two guys that are kind of neck and neck here. Uh, I love Zach Charbonnet. Um, but I'm going to go up. Oh, JD, I faked you out. <laughs> I was going to go. The old Zay Flowers, nice. my guy from Boston like College, who I, I really like his value right after Addison. I think he'll be a top 25 pick. Um, he's got some dog in him, like a lot of dog in him. And I think he's got a lot of confidence. And I think that he, he could land very, very well. Um, and he's the kind of guy that I like in, in non-super flex. I think he'll end up being like, you know, the 108. Um, he tested well at the combine. He was heavier than Jordan Addison and ran a much faster 40 than Jordan Addison. Um, I still like Addison, but Addison at 173, I didn't love that. Um, so I think Zay Flowers will be a first-round pick. I, I like the profile, and, and I think he's going to be a very good fantasy player. Theo, uh, being an ACC guy and talking about traditional powers – uh, Boston College. No, what, what's, what, what was really hard to tell about Boston College the last two years, just to give some context there, their offensive line was not even remotely like Division One caliber. Like Phil Dracovic, their quarterback, is actually like a pretty good – did he, he transfer somewhere? Notre Dame? Yeah, he, he transferred up. Yeah. yeah he, anyways, that, that offensive line, there was some uh, – you know, the, the Florida State guys were doing it this year, kind of roasting Boston College before we played them. I think at some point they were starting three walk-ons this year in their offensive line. Like it was just a train wreck for, for them to get anything going. And the fact that, you know, he was still their their target monster, their, you know, their guy producing, I think kind of uh, shows you what, you know, what kind of, uh, as you said, do- dog he has in him. And when he went back to school for his senior seasons, usually that's frowned upon. But at least when he went back, he went back and then had the best season of his collegiate career yeah. with 78 receptions and over 1,000 yards receiving. So if you're going to go back to school, at least make it count. Yeah. No, he's and he turned down a lot of money. He could have left BC, stayed there. Um, you know, there's a lot to like about about his whole profile. Randall Young. Yes, sir. Uh, I pretty easy. It's Zach Charbonnet. Um, that that was an easy one. I, I appreciate Theo. Um, way more bursty. I we'll use that as a term. You know, his burst score per player profiler was very nice. He came in at the 78th percentile. I actually like that. I like the fact that he came in at 214. I know it sounds odd, but it just it feels like a bell cow playing weight. I don't want the big 225-pound guy. Apparently, we don't like 199-pound guys. Charbonnet is an easy pick, and, and, and I want to boo Shelly a little bit for taking Jordan Addison. That, that's my wide receiver one. I know the world loves JSN awesome this guy did it in pit with kenny pickett he flew across the country he did it with caleb williams in usc and the thing i will remind you guys is jordan addison is a technician he's a mechanic he runs really crisp routes you know who else does 
Cooper Cup. You know who else does? Terry McLaren. You know who else does? Stephon Diggs. And you know what? Those guys end up doing really, really well for fantasy. So I'll take Jack Charbonnet while uh, licking my wounds and not getting Jordan Addison. Boo Shelley. You you should trade with me instead of Theo. I, I, the, the, the pick was available. I didn't know that trade. This is like a Mel Kuyper mock draft. We don't do <laughs> trades. You have to give up one of your second round picks, though. Uh, Memphis, yeah, next year. When we do this next year, you have to give yeah. up the second round next year. So, uh, back to the frozen tundra of, uh, of Minnesota for the 12th, 12th pick of the first round. Yeah, so I'm, I'm, I think I'm going to go receiver here. There are a couple running backs that I really like around this area, but we just really don't know too much about them yet. Um, and so I'm, I'm going to stick with what we kind of know right now. Uh, I'm going to go with Josh Downs. Um, just like what he's been able to do. Uh, you know, there's nothing that really jumps off the page for me in a huge, huge way, but he did break out early, uh, which is, is something that uh, I always like to see. And, uh, you know, a, a pretty good uh, dominator score as well. So, you know, even though he's not the fastest in the world, I don't care as much about wide receiver uh, speed as some people do. I mean, it's nice when you got it, but uh, it, it, it doesn't matter quite as much to me. I think he's going to be a solid pro. Anyone have any, uh, like, surprises in the first round? Anyone, they any picks? They I, I think we've commented on a lot of them, but maybe in the last few, if there's some you guys don't like or like or... I think I think Flowers ahead of of Charbonnet. Like I made the pick, but I think Charbonnet's like he's he's very he's a like like Randy said he's kind of the the bell cow potential guy. Um, he's he's a very safe running back pick. So I think that when the money's on the line, I I do think he's going to go ahead of Zay. Um, I'm just flag planting a little bit tonight, JD. Yeah, and Flowers been you know creeping up right people's rankings. These there's talk first round so. You know he's, pr- he's probably going to be in that range for the two of them, but I, I like the the non chalk flower pick. Uh, Dan goes with twelve. So so I where did I read it up to uh, Addison and then like you said Zay Flowers at ten, Zach Charbonnet at eleven, and then twelve Josh Downs. Before we start the second round, guys, myffpc.com right now you can play for a million dollars. They've got actually a new contest running with uh, Fantasy Pros. Go check it out, 350 buy-in. They've got their Superflex or their best ball tournaments, including the Superflex, never too early. $35 buy-in for five grand, $125 buy-in for a $25,000 prize in the never too early best ball as well. The Dynasty Orphans are flying off the shelf. There's some serious discounts, some nice values in there if you like to build orphans. Uh, it's a great place to get them, start your Dynasty on there we've got either use the code goat when you guys first sign up to the site you'll get guys listen to this deal you get a 25 dollars credit that 35 dollars entry to win 5,000. you can use that credit towards that entry so it'll literally cost you 10 bucks to get into the tournament with this deal so use the code goat or you've got a link below in the in the description guys myffpc.com we're starting the second round of our Superflex rookie mock draft my am, am i going or are we going backwards we doing a reversal here, or what are we doing? No, just keep going same no, order, going, just JD. like a regular rookie draft. All right, I'm gonna. I've got this pick here for. We've got Cody, Cody in the room, so it, it would be a shame for him not to go off the board a little earlier. Uh, I'm gonna go Roshan Johnson in Texas. I mean, size, receiving chops, used to be a, a quarterback, moved to running back. 
He's, uh, I, I get this like, uh, was it Nick Chubb and, and Sony Michelle that, that came out together, right? And one was coming off injury. I believe it was Chubb mm-hmm. um, at the time. So, he, you know, it was a bit more skeptical with him. I, I mean, Cody for sure was the guy that brought him to, to my attention and probably most of Fantasyland. But when you watch this kid, man, he's a lot of fun. And, and I think that NFL teams will probably uh, maybe uncover even, even more than what we're seeing out of this kid. And, and I think he's, he could go a little higher than maybe we expect. Like Dan said, like it, it gets a little flat with the, with the running backs. There's some nice running back, but there's different types of running backs. So it's obviously going to depend on uh, how these teams are picking for their own rosters, what kind of running back they're looking for. But I like Roshan at uh, six foot, two, almost 220 um, coming out of Texas. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a Cody, that's a Cody pick. Cody yeah. in the chat says, "What? where would I have it if Zay Flowers goes to Kansas City at 31 and then Charbonnet goes to the Giants in round two? I'd be standing on my head if Flowers gets attached to uh, to Patrick Mahomes. I would, <laughs> I, would, I would love that landing spot for my boy. Uh, well, I'm up next, and uh, you know, Harry Snowman in the chat says, uh, J.D., you sniped me, and you did. So I got to pivot, and I got to go. I got to you know make some moves out here on my feet. Theo, to confirm, the TCU Pro Day is March 30th, and I am going to be there uh, uh, watching on my TV because I am taking Kendra Miller here so I can double up on my viewership on the athletes that I need to scout. Kendra Miller in 10 games in 2021 while sharing a backfield with Zach Evans still had 623 rushing yards, eight touchdowns, came back in 2022 at 20 years old and absolutely blew up the season. He had 224 carries for almost 1,400 yards and 17 total touchdowns. We don't have all of his workout metrics yet on player profile because he opted out of the combine, which was disappointing. But like I said, I'm going to be sitting there relaxing, watching my two TCU guys, you know, light it up hopefully and and validate these picks that I'm making here in the district. I like that. I I would have taken him, but as as a Baylor grad, I just. Can't take TCU players. I'm sorry, it just doesn't happen. Leave you all the BYU guys though, Dan. I, I have I have written like big big play burst, Maddie. I don't know, like he just he has got that three down size, but mm-hmm. if he finds a hole, I mean he can boogie, right? And and that's what that's what I like about Kendra. Uh, doesn't necessarily need a big hole, and he has like a, a faint feel of like a, a Lev Bell. He he shows patience in the backfield, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, I like his running style, and Alex Dunlap over at Russell Watch has actually bumped him up to his running back two in the class, and that's a smart guy, so I'll listen to him here and take him here with the second pick in the second round and hopefully make up for all the trash talking you boys did about Quentin (laughs) Jay. Get you a TCU hat for next time you're going to Yeah, seriously. What is it, like this? Is that what I do? Something like this? Sorry. Hide your eyes, Dan. It's like this, right? Yeah, yes, yes. And you'll, you'll notice we have Baylor over the top of TCU here. So <laughs> that's oh, you true. You do. <laughs> I got no allegiance to TCU except my guys. Oh, I know. <laughs> uh, I was going to ask before we started this, if like we were going to do some like flag plant picks or we were just going to like at the end kind of give like a, Hey guys, we would love to pick, but we didn't want to be too crazy. And it seems like you guys started doing that. No, up. you got to, it's, it's a district so, like, plant plant flags all day. Uh, no. So you guys know I'm a, what a, What's the what's the joke? La Quinta, uh, no um, Marriott guy. Very very brand loyal to Marriott. Could not be more brand loyal to Marriott. Uh, please bump me to your. Is there a sponsorship? Secret. I don't know about that. We're yeah, please bump me to your super secret COBOL status. I, I learned it on my own. Uh, I don't need much help, but it's a funny way to be pronounced La Quinta. 
uh, without preamble, uh, Jalen Hyatt, please. Um, not not my preferred um, hotel chain, but a good wide receiver. I think he's the the last of a pretty clear wide receiver tier before we get into another position uh, where there's a little bit of a morass going on um, until some of the draft capital clears it up. I mean, had a monster game uh, this season against Alabama. Um, it was just absolutely like couldn't stop catching touchdowns uh, in that game. Uh, unbelievable. I think that he's kind of showed it on a big stage. Early declare, early declare wide receiver. Uh, so I like Jalen Hyatt here. Uh, Jalen Hyatt here. He's certainly going to be drafted uh, very highly. Um, you know, I don't love him, but I think it could be one of those things where Jalen Hyatt goes, you know, so high in the NFL draft that we need to kind of like, you know, check our priors uh, in terms of wh- where we end up with him in our rookie drafts. Well, I, I took a very small back, then I took a small wide receiver. And I'm going to stick with the very, very small guys. And I'm going to go with Devon A-Chain here. Uh, A-Chain's a guy I really, really like. Um, you're talking about a guy that's going to play in the 180s, uh, which is a little scary for our for our running backs. But he can absolutely fly. He was an extremely productive uh, player in the SEC. He, he had success in special teams as well. Um, his highlight reel is just electric. And, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing him uh, land in the right team I'm going to be very bullish on him, um, along with with Roshan. Um, there's there's him, Roshan, and then two more running backs. I want to end up with a lot of exposure to the to these four guys because uh, Kendra Miller as well. I really like these second round uh, running backs, but I think when it's all said and done, like in FFPC uh, non super flex drafts, I think a chain's going to end up going somewhere like the one eleven the 112 just because he's so dynamic and I think he's going to end up with, with really solid draft capital as well. He, yeah. I mean, uh, Theo agreed. I, he, he's absolutely electric. Um, I was there for an LSU Texas game a couple years ago. He was awesome. Um, he was a lot of their offense back then. Um, I think it's interesting this year, the running backs, you know, before we, before we talk about them all there, there's, there's aside from prior years, there's a lot of backs that got over the 200 pound, Mark, except for Gibbs, which we talked about. And there's like two smaller guys, but it's almost like lo- love the prototypical size out of most of these guys. But then the two smaller guys, they're absolutely electric. And you touched on one of them. Uh, yeah, A-Chain's a great pick here. Randy, where are you at on A-Chain? I, I, landing, we get past Zach Charbonnet. All these running backs for me are landing spot dependent. I, I'm. I, you could put them all in a sack. And if you said, hey, this guy landed in Miami, whether it's Roshan Johnson or Keandre Miller or Devin, Devon A. Chain or whomever, then I'm going to like that guy. If one of these guys winds up in Tampa Bay with Rashad White, I'm not going to like that guy as much. I, I think this is a, a very even spot. So he's fine. He's fast. He feels like a complimentary guy. Uh, so for me, I like the talent. I'm not sure this is always translated. The short, speedy, wide receiver. I, I We'll see. Maybe I'm, I'm very meh. I don't have a, a job that's the last thing Beth, you want to be. A, a job at best that stays healthy. <laughs> God, I hope no one goes down the job at best goal yep, again. That we was had, terrible. We had, a, we, had, we had some hope at the beginning of that. Maybe we'll get we'll get one that stays healthy. Yeah, we, we, we could. You uh, you ready for a pick? Break my heart, Randy. Break the, the, my heart. This is my guy. <laughs> I was going to offer a, a proposal. It, I want to trade up here. Uh, it, it's it's because uh, I had Cody Carpentier on my show, the Dynasty Podcast, and we both have an affinity for Will Levis, and we both have an affinity for Kayshawn Boutte. 
So give me Kayshawn Boutte. I, I know his burst, his burst score on playerprofiler.com is horrible. I still believe with some good quarterback play and in a spot where he doesn't have to be the wide receiver one, he can actually develop. I mean, the kid's not even 21 years old. He, uh, As Dan and I like to call it, he has a high knucklehead factor to him. Uh, search alleged sex party in Atlanta. But that's neither here nor there. I think the kid's a good football player. He'd be a nice complimentary piece to a uh, an established wide receiver one. So I do like Boutte, so that's my pick. I like Cody had him had him landing with the New Orleans Saints in the second round uh, in his most recent mock draft, which would we would really like to see see Boutte get that uh, you know top fifty draft capital. It was a bad combine. Uh, people are down on him, but yeah, he definitely. Uh, you know, we were doing this. It was we a bad metrics this, combine. Yeah, but but like if you if you watched his gauntlet drill, it was almost perfect. He had one double catch. Uh, he he moved well. He ran good routes. I, I get the, the burst is concerning, but you don't always have to be the. I, I want my running backs bursty. I don't mind my wide receivers bursty, but I want my wide receivers who can play wide receiver. And we've seen Kayshawn Butte do that in the SEC at the highest level. He goes against top notch defensive backs in practice every day. This feels like a good spot to get him, and I'm not getting him anywhere else. And Randy, if we did this a year ago at this time. Where would he have gone? Oh, I mean, last year's wide receiver class was stacked. No, I mean, uh, if we did like this super flex for this class, like if we would have had him. Oh, yeah, he, well he would have been top three run. probably. Yeah. Top three, up. easy. So, yeah, he, he's he's been a Debbie darling for a long time, and I'm not a big Debbie guy, but I, I'm going to take my my risk on a guy that that's, you know, those highly touted recruits that just keep, they keep doing their thing, and he's not had the best uh, – Best rapport with his most recent head coach. Not great quarterback play. I think we've, we've not seen the best of this young man. Maybe he just doesn't test well. I've got some cautious optimism on him because I, you know, uh, Randy, I had the same thoughts. Um, again, not to brag about in, in-person football games. But it was there when Florida State beat <laughs> LSU uh, to open the season. Broke Butte's brain. Uh, Jaden Daniels couldn't get him the ball. Uh, he did the thing where he took all of LSU, like shit off his Instagram and all that. Uh, people thought he was going to quit on the season, and more, more or less, did. It was like a silent quit. Um, but I, I was, I was willing to kind of give him the pass because the LSU team was weird last year. Um, Jaden Daniels, he wasn't much of a thrower, um, and so I was kind of hoping for that combine would give me a spark of life back in the Butte train. Um, you know, as, as you said, with bad metrics. You know, he maybe he had some other, uh, you know, positives from the combine. Ultimately, looking for that draft capital to give me that spark, and if if he gets it. Then I'm all the way back in on him because uh, I I was a believer uh, up until kind of uh, how his combine looked. Booty 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 booty. <laughs> it's a great. It's a, it's the one of the best names. Yeah, it, it really is. You, you can't beat it. And I I'm gonna go with one of the least interesting names on here. But I think it's time to finally break the seal on the tight ends. Uh, we got to go with Michael Meyer. Uh, you know it. I think he's going to be useful enough in his first year. I don't think he's going to be a total zero. Obviously, when you take a tight end, you're probably going to have to wait a year or two to really reap the results. But he, he strikes me as basically Hunter Henry um, all over again. And Henry was uh, you know, a good, solid Andrew, tight end. I think, there, I think there are tight ends who have better upside in this draft, but they also have much, much lower floors. So, again, I'm kind of going with the vanilla ice cream on this one a little bit. But... Uh, I think Meyer is a very safe pick that you're not going to regret. 
Maddie and I talked about him when we mocked together on his pod. Dan, let me ask you, in FFPC, let's say that, that he he's a top 25 pick. Where do you think he'll end up in, in tight end premium non-super flex drafts? Non-tight end premium? No, no, excuse me, non-super flex tight end premium. FFPC. Oh. Okay, got Back it. Back in the first? I was going to say, uh, well, he's at 206 here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think he's going in. <laughs> I, I shout out to our sponsors at the FFPC. I know the story. So, yeah, I, I would put him in the uh, – I, I think once you hit really 107, 108, uh, he's right in there in Superflex – or in uh, tight end premium. Yeah, I – yeah, I agree. I think you could probably put him above Quentin, Quentin Johnson, probably Jordan Addison. Maybe, maybe he's interchangeable with those guys. Yeah, I mean, you know, because the thing is, if you're talking about non-super flex, you're probably taking out all of the quarterbacks, or maybe yeah. Anthony Richardson goes before yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, you know, so you're really looking at uh, you know Bijan Gibbs, uh, JSN, and then probably you're looking at Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, maybe. Charbonnet, and then you know at that point I'm I'm starting to think pretty hard about Meyer. Yeah, and, and Denzel Denzel's not far behind him. You know that in, in tight end preems, he's he's like the Anthony Richardson of, of tight ends. So Darnell Washington, you mean? Or Darnell Washington? Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah he should more yeah. Washington. Yeah, I will for, forever be calling him Denzel though, for did sure. I, did I say Denzel? <laughs> yeah, I will forever be calling him Denzel now. <laughs> Sorry, so thank, yeah, that was, that was not a cross racial comparison. Not, no. <laughs> no, he meant Dalton Kincaid. <laughs> yes. uh, where's my soundboard? All right. So six, uh, so first six in the second round, Roshan Johnson, Kendra Miller, Jalen Hyatt, Devin A. Chain, Kayshawn, booty, 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 and Michael Myers, the first <laughs> tight end. I'm, I'm very happy that this man is still on the board. He's like, for me, he's like the Gibbs. He's like a mini Gibbs, Tajay Spears. I know Theo's a big fan. I know we're big fans on the channel here out of Tulane. I think he put up over 200 yards, four touchdowns in the Cotton Bowl, 6.9 yards per carry, 91st percentile, 1,500-plus yards, 22 receptions, and 21 TDs. Uh, Again, that, bur- that burst score, right? He's 91st percentile. This dude can fly, man. He's another big play running back and i i love those guys man you, you give these guys a hole and and they'll win you a week so give me uh the running back 510 out of out of Tulane, uh mr tajay spears yeah he's another one that didn't run um so you know he'll he'll run at his pro day but he had such a good senior bowl that jd i mean that's very good value where you got him i considered him where i took a chain and I think you can make a case for him as early as Roshan. Pitch. I keep flipping the two. So it'll be curious. I think landing spot, right? It'll really determine for a lot of these running backs, yep. like you said. He looked good in, in the drills, too. I'm surprised he didn't run. Were you guys surprised he didn't run in, in Indianapolis? Well, he, he, weighed in, uh, he weighed in well, like a little better than, than some people thought. So I think that was the win for him. But like Matt talked about, like Matt Kelly talks about, some of these guys just want – to, to run on their own turf because they're worried about putting up a bad number. And at Tulane, I'm sure he's going to run well. I mean, he looks like a guy who's going to be 4-5 or, or, or something along along those lines. He was extremely productive, and I think that he could be projecting as a back who can catch a lot more passes than he did in college. Mm-hmm. Like Tulane, he was a ridiculous hammer. And if you look at just what he did against ranked teams, like anytime they had a big game, 
he went nuts this year. It was like 180 yards, 200 yards, 180 yards, and then that USC game, which was just ridiculous. And then he follows it up with a big-time senior bowl. So, like, he's great value. Um, John John Lobb talks about that, how he he just wasn't used enough in the passing game, but he definitely has the chops for it. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, 2-8. Who's got the 8 spot? I think I am up and uh, in, in to keep in the same vein of the pro day, I'm going to go with another TCU guy, Max Duggan. No, I'm just kidding. I will not do that. <laughs> I will not be doing that. Yet. But you guys, I am on the district. It's time to plant the flag on a player, someone that I do like. Uh, it's, I'm going to go with Jane Reed, wide receiver from Michigan nice. State. Uh, five, t- 5'11", 191. Uh, best comparable player, Stefan Diggs. And as a massive Diggs fan, I – Think that is a lofty expectation, but it's something I'm, I think is for sure excited, worth getting excited about. He ran the four four five, and what I like about him, he has the early breakout age, eighteen point four, ninety eighth percentile breakout age, and he actually had a thirty five point seven college dominator rating, which is seventy third percentile. So that's above average. I like to see all those things. Uh, and apparently at the Senior Bowl, he looked very polished. Uh, he was the best special teams guy. And when we're talking about Players in this range, I love having guys with special team attributes because that's just going to allow them to stay on the field. That's going to allow them to get confidence from the coaching staff and allows them to kind of you know get the first chance if someone goes down with injury to really get some uh, increased volume. So I like Jaden Reed here, and I'm kind of happy to get him at the 2-8. Yeah, he's, he's like a contested catch kind of guy, right? He, go, he goes up and gets it. He's, he's one of those fun guys to watch. So. He, he reminds me of another receiver that we haven't talked about. I won't mention it because, you know, there's some spots left on the board. I don't want to take anyone's thunder. But who's – who's? I like that Jaden Reed. Anyone have anything to add on Reed before we go to nine? No, just another guy who had a really big senior bowl. I think it really helped mm-hmm. him. And I think that these guys that have big senior bowls usually kind of solidify their, their, their draft position kind of before the combine. So, you know, Reed – Reed's a guy that, you know, by all accounts, some team probably fell in love with – It'll be interesting to kind of see where his draft capital ends up. Um, you know, if we really need him to be a, a late day two guy. If he is a early, early day three guy, that's not the end of the world. There's been some guys that have hit. Um, but I think a lot of these wide receivers, it's going to be, you know, draft capital dependent. Who's got the nine? I do. Anybody want it? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, <laughs> man, I like this guy. He was absolutely electric. Uh, one of the reasons why TCU was uh, sweating out uh, college football playoff last year, Deuce Vaughn, uh, just an absolutely electric yeah. uh, running running back. The problem is, uh, I think my nine year old is taller than him. Uh, that's, <laughs> it probably it, it, outweighs it, him too. It, it, it may it, it may outweigh him too. Just absolutely none of the athleticism. Um, but the guy's electric. I think this is more of like a, I'm just very interested to see what he can do. We've thrown the term around a lot. Theo just said it, draft capital dependent. Um, just absolutely ready for this, you know, draft capital to nuke his value or, you know, buoy it here uh, or perhaps higher up. Um, if you want to go back, you know, if you just, uh, you know, highlight real junkie, uh, the shadow realm play uh, Kansas state versus TCU 44 yard run, just destroyed a defender uh, in that uh, big 12 uh, title game. He is the shortest, the shortest player ever at the combine. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, do you guys remember a band called Soft Cell? No, no, no one remembers that band. No, but no, nobody no, remembers that. <laughs> I that just give, 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 the, give the joke anyways. Okay. Well, they they had a song. It was very politically incorrect. I'm going to get myself all sorts of canceled here. But it was called Sex Dwarf, and I mean, Deuce Vaughn <laughs> is pure sex. On the field. <laughs> 
So now, so what have I learned here tonight? It's Denzel Washington, and now Deuce Vaughn will be also be known as a sex dwarf. Yes. I can't. I'm not gonna be able to get this out of my head, guys. What are you doing to me? That's awesome. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, since since Dan since uh, Andrew went with the the smallest player on the board, I'm I'm gonna go I'm gonna go back to the tight end. Well, I think you could make an argument for a few of these guys, but I will take a, a chance on, on Darnell Washington. Ah, nice. I, I I really like Dalton Kincaid, but we didn't see him run. Uh, Luke Musgraves, another big time athlete at tight end, but the productivity wasn't there. And Laporta, I think we really need to see the the landing spot go well, but. I, I want to I want to uh, flag plan on a few of these tight ends and I want to have exposure to some of them in my dynasty leagues. Washington, it could go completely wrong. He could end up just being an inline blocker and a great one. And NFL teams will love him for it. But I think if he's lands in the right the right spot where a team decides to utilize him in the passing game, I think he could put up, you know, one of these double digit touchdown seasons we've seen from some of these these tight ends. Um, Washington to me is such an athlete. He had the, the number one, uh, relative athletic score, one of the top, not quite at the top, but he was top five in, in the RAS score among players through tested at the combine. He's just a beast. Uh, and he's the kind of guy I want to take shots on at the end of the second round, uh, where the hit rates are already not that great. Uh, I'll take my chances on one of the best athletes in the draft. I like it. I like, I like that he was in this draft. I mean, Dude, dude is just, it's just, enter- I mean, yeah. What And he had like, what, 16, 16 plus yards per reception uh, in college. I mean, hey, in the right situation, this dude can be a weapon, you know? All right, who's got the 11? That would be me, sir. So this is flag planning time for me. Nice. I, I am going Sean Tucker, running oh. back from <laughs> Syracuse. I, I, you know, I would love for him to be able to improve his pass catching, but you don't, I mean, excuse me, his pass blocking, but you don't have to improve your pass blocking when you're out catching passes. Uh, I think this is a great spot. I don't love this wide receiver class. Uh, it's not tight end premium, or maybe I'd go with a tight end here, but the, the, Sean Tucker, um, I, I've watched too many bad YouTube videos with bad rap lyrics t- dubbed in behind them, but I'm, I'm a sucker. Uh, I'm going full Bob Costas, Matthew Barry, Syracuse University, Sean Tucker. He's and a Dan sucker gets. for Tucker. Dan and I cannot draft next to each other. No. This is this this is I'm this is always <laughs> gonna happen with Dan and myself. I know. I saw you right in front of me and I was like, oh man, I maybe I should argue that this should be a snake so I can at least be in front of you a couple times. <laughs> um all right, so I'll I'll plant my own flag here. I'll I'll take the guy who's better than uh, Jalen Hyatt, and I'm going to go with Cedric Tillman, uh, his his own teammate. I like what Tillman's got size wise. Uh, I think he was the better player when both of them were on the field. So uh, I'm just going with my eyes there. Dan, do you have any ice cream comparison for Chase Brown and Hendon Hooker? <laughs> yeah, we got to work on that. Uh, <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't mean to put you on the spot. I thought that that's what pra- perhaps you were going to I'm go not sure what, what hooker flavored ice cream would taste like. JD, can you call this show Sex Dwarf Hooker Flavored Ice Cream? It's a Limp Biscuit album. Sex Flavored Ice Cream? The Rookie Mock Edition? Hooker flavored ice cream. <laughs> so, 
for those again that are not watching, I'll reread the the second. We, we've got Roshan Johnson, Kendra Miller, two running backs. We go to receiver Jalen Hyatt, Devin A. Chain, Keyshawn Booty 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 Booty, Michael Meyer, first tight end off the board, Tajay Spears, Jaden Reed, Deuce Vaughn, Mini Me, Darnell Washington, Sean Tucker, and then Cedric Tillman rounds off the second round. And I'll do a quick one out of the first. C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, Bijan Robinson, Jameer Gibbs, Will Levis, Bryce Young, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers, Zach Charbonnet, and Josh Downs were the first round of our Superflex rookie mock draft. Anything, you know, out of the order that we haven't talked about or anything surprised you guys? Anyone that is not on this list that you guys think should be a, a top two, Theo? I think Marvin Mims yeah. will end up being ah, the that's a great after the NFL draft. Yes. Um, because I think he'll end up with draft capital. Um, that would be a name that stands out. I think that like when you get down to like the the Sean Tuckers, like those guys like like Memphis talked about, a lot of it's gonna be draft capital dependent, like Israel Abanacanda, mm-hmm. um, guys like that could sneak in there. But I think we're and then obviously at the tight end spot, you could make a case for a few guys. Dalton Kincaid will be in a lot yeah. of them. When Maddie and I did this on his show. I uh, don't think Cade was in there, but I think we generally hit most of the guys. And I think this is, there wasn't too, anything too crazy. Yeah. yeah. I, I think, uh, I think Theo, if, if Hooker goes in the second round and I'm not sure he will. And Dan, Dan knows I was, that was mean to Hooker in the chat. If you want to cross racial comparison, I, I called him Brandon Whedon, which was not very nice. And I meant it. To be not not very nice. <laughs> I was, it was, it was not intended to be very friendly or welcoming. He's not as old as Brandon Whedon though. No, well, okay. Brandon yeah, Whedon well. was like 27, 28. Hey man. Hey, old, old is old. Uh, no, uh, I, I think that if he gets second round capital in the NFL draft, uh, I have a really hard time doing a lot of these running backs uh, over mm-hmm. him. Uh, yeah. I, I don't necessarily think he sneaks into the first round in the super flex, but God, may, maybe. I, I think I'd, I'd for sure take him over Roshan, Kendrick, Jalen, and Devin H. If I just look at the top four. So uh, I think I think he's very dependent, interested to see where he goes, because I think he just goes from completely off our board to, uh, to right there in the mix uh, for a potential first round pick. Yeah, I, I, I thought hard about taking him yeah. um, as, as the final pick. And, and I wanted to say, I hope uh, Deuce Vaughn winds up in Denver. And even though he didn't return punts, he did do some kickoff returns in, in college, and he can be that new Darren Sproles mm-hmm. for, yes. for Sean Payton, that, that, that little, that little mini-me. And I want to share something that, again, Matt Hicks shared with us on the Dynasty Warzone. I was asking him to give us a sleeper fit. This actually came from our YouTube chat, and and he was like, he wants to see Kenny McIntosh go to Baltimore with uh, Todd Monken, the new offensive coordinator, Gus Gus Johnson on his. It was it was a concept that I had not heard before, and it was just a, a random question from one of our uh, YouTube quest, uh, sub- subscribers or what have you that said, "Hey, you know, where's a good offensive coordinator fit?" And he was talking about college and. And Matt was able to take that question and say, hey, when these offensive coordinators go from college to the pros and then they draft guys that they coached in college, man, we got to take note of that as dynasty gamers and give those guys a little bump up the a little bump up the board. I thought that was a, a sharp question and an even more sharp answer. Yeah, yeah Matt, you just Matt have to be careful because every now and then you get the Terrace Marshall with uh, what was his name? The the coordinator. Joe Brady. Yeah. yeah, Joe Brady. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I was going to say uh, Matt Hicks and John Lava were there at uh, the rookie big board, putting out some, some solid content right now with the rookies. They've been doing it for months. Uh, you guys want to get caught up on any rookies. They've got a uh, nice write up on them and good content dynasty over there at the war zone. Randy, you guys are putting out some good content. You're, you've got some solid guests. You named a couple of them. What else do you have coming up over there and where else can people find your, your great content? Uh, just search dynasty war zone everywhere. Um, YouTube channel, most of what we do just falls under live videos. Uh, I, I would love to get around to more uh, short short content. I just haven't uh, really had the time. Um, but yeah, man, we, we have a great crew of guys. I have my co-host, Jerry. You guys all know Jerry Sinclair. And then, uh, then we have the guys over at the Dynasty War Games. They're doing you know rookie stuff with, with really more veteran stuff. We have a gentleman named Dallas Hyder who does our rookie content. That's usually on Monday. So a good mix of startup, veteran, free agent. Uh, we're dropping three to four shows a week with a variety of hosts. And if you search Dynasty Warzone on all your platforms, whether that be podcast or socials or YouTube, you'll find us. And uh, we'd love to be a, an accompaniment to the Goat District pods you're listening to. Yeah, for sure. Great compliment, great content, uh, always good value in, in all the shows. Maddie, your first time, we popped the cherry. It was, yeah. it was a blast having you, bro. You dropped those, you know, you weren't shy. You dropped the, the serious fire when, when you had to, and, and it, it was great, man. You're, you're putting out some good stuff over there at Player Profiler. Remind the people where and when they can find that content. Anything else you want to close it out with? Well, you can find me on Twitter. I'm at Matty Kiwum, but maybe in a few hours you can find me on Twitter at Sexdwarf uh, because <laughs> fantastic nickname. Uh, and the fact that... The fact that you got Deuce Vaughn in this mock is it warmed my heart. I love Deuce Vaughn. I've been a fan, uh, and I've been shoehorning him in all my mocks. So thank you for getting him in for sure. Uh, yeah, find me on Matty Kewum on Twitter. Uh, I got the game plan every single Saturday. We go live over at the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Uh, Cody and I are going to be dropping a whole new podcast coming out real soon, Players Lounge. Get excited for that. Trade Gods with my man Jason Allwine each and every Thursday night. And I hop on those mock drafts on occasion here and there if you uh, – Tune in with me and Cody. We usually just yell at each other for about an hour and a half about how each other's picks suck. So that's usually fun. You might have a good guest this weekend too, uh, Matt. Matt <laughs> I was going to tease it, but I didn't. I didn't know. But yes, I got Theo coming on this Saturday. It's going to be fantastic. I cannot wait. It'll be a lot of fun, man. Theo, It'll man, drop drop it, man. Talk about it. What uh, what do you like? I said you're like my sibling that I never had because I talked to you in here. I talked to you in the DMs, and then I turn on YouTube, and you're just on, and I love it. Remind the people, man. Tell them where they can find all your goodness. No, I appreciate that. Yeah, we're, I'm dropping the Sonic Truth Dynasty podcast. Uh, that That's streamed uh, Tuesdays at 11 a.m. Um, and then the podcast version should drop tomorrow uh, with the Podfather and, and Alan Soslowski of, uh, of Rotowire. Um, and then, yeah, you can find me with Billy Muzio. We started First Class Fantasy. That's dropping on Thursdays at 3.30 um, and then I, I'm coming out with another pod um, probably towards the end of the month. And then you can find me here in the GOAT District once a week. Um, we're bringing the fire. Uh, we've had pretty much, I mean, we had Cody. We had Matt Hicks. We had John Lobb. Um, we had Alfredo Brown. We've had so many uh, draft experts, um, you know, just giving it to you, giving, letting you know about these prospects. We're getting everybody who pays attention to the GOAT District prepared for their rookie drafts and ready to crush their dynasty leagues. For sure, man. Andrew, we're, we're glad you can join us tonight. Uh, you weren't live from a La Quinta. It's not as entertaining, but uh, we're happy to have you, brother. We appreciate you uh, spending uh, the mock with us tonight. Yep. This is my two favorite days of the year, Thursday, Friday, March Madness. I've taken them off every Thursday, Friday since high school. 
never went to high school on the Thursday, Friday, took off classes, tried to take off work. Uh, best, best two days of the year, truly. No, we're fancy football guys, but this is, this is my time of the year. National title winner, Andrew. I have all legal FBI. Uh, I have a Marquette <laughs> future at a really good price, uh, pre Big East tournament, uh, plus plus thirty two hundred. So sticking with sticking with Marquette because uh, I because I got it down. Anyone anyone else want to drop their their pre- prediction? Dan, you into into the the final four action? I mean, honestly, I I just typically go with the randomizer. Um, you know, I. <laughs> It's uh, it, I, I think my last randomizer was a 1993 P uh, quarter and um, it, it, it worked quite well for me. I got just as well as everybody else. Uh, no, I'm, I'm terrible at the basketball. Oh, D- hey, Dan, quick, quick, help me out. Who was the uh, power forward on the champ, uh, the national championship team two years ago? So I know I put you no, on the spot. So right? No, that was last year. Okay. No, that was so sh- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it um, was um, Jared, Jared Butler. No, J- no. Shit, cannot believe we're closing out. With okay, this. okay, no, no. And there has to be sex. Come on, man. I'm gonna get done. Hold on, Dan. I made my daughter fill out. A yeah, I, I, I can see the guy. I, just, I'm, I know. I'm blanking so on the, the name. My, I had my daughter fill out a bracket in 2021. <laughs> she beat you, didn't she? No, she won. She picked Baylor because <laughs> I, I made her write the bracket as it comes out. I print out the brackets. I made her write it down. I paused. Wrote down the bracket. She saw whoever the power forward was get interviewed and the coach, Scott Drew. And she was like, I want to pick that team to win. I'm like, yeah, do it. What, whatever. Anyways, they won that year. So Baylor's like one of her favorite basketball teams. Oh, uh, yeah, is. Gambling-wise. Yes, you've, you've raised a right. Um, Gambling-wise, I'll say the UConn Huskies at 16-1. to 1. And UCLA or is appealing at twelve to one. Those two. My my second year university, I won our athletic division final four uh, bracket, and it was UConn that won it. That was that yeah. Was you're, Andrew, you're thinking of uh, Mark Vital. No, I, no. Sorry, you're right. No. I said power forward. I was wrong. It's Jared Butler. He was a guard. It was Jared Butler. He was being okay. All right, guys. All right, sorry, sorry. That's enough. That's enough. <laughs> guys, tonight was a blast. Make sure you check out Randy at the W. At the at EWZ Memphis on the Dynasty War Zone, you've got Maddie. Remind me, remind me. Kiwoom, Kiwoom. I love that. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a, yeah, that's fun actually. I like it, guys. Go check him out on Twitter at the Player Profiler. You got the OG Fantasy. You know where to find all his goodness. He's just 24 seven. The Overhype Sleeper. And we've got our boy Andrew. Guys, check us out. We got Ball in Live coming. We draft live best ball on the weekly. We're going to be back at least two, three, four times a week to drop you more goatness. We appreciate you hanging with us tonight. And we'll check you all later. District, you know the Pope listens. Dynasty, our religion, for the blokes missing on all of these trades, on all of these plays, on all of these grades. By the end of the day, y'all getting played. So, what you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex. Send the homie a text. That trash offers the best. You try to make it complex. Then they text you back. Now all of a sudden, they don't make any sense. <laughs> Broaden your horizons, boy. Dynasty's not for the Simons, boy. These trades not for consignment, boy. Respect your opponent, y'all some piranhas, boy. This my advice from me to you. 
Open up your cute little podcast queue. Search up G-O-A-T District, my dude. Pop it in your ear, man. Y'all know what to do. It's the... And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be traded. Traded. And I always be trading. Y'all try to betray them, but first you gotta bait them. Fish. Andrew's like the guy, the kid that shows up at the house party, like in high school with like his Sega Genesis and all the girls are like, oh, yeah. 